Let's get on this thing, man. Them donuts are getting started, I bet. I bet he's out, I bet he's out there mixing batter right now. Dear Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's just start reading. Matthew 4, 18 through 22. We're going to read a little scripture today. There's got to be one or two verses in here that you can start meditating. Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter. Andrew, his brother, casting out net into the sea, for they were fishers. And uh, how many of you know that when, 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 when you do what you do, that's just what you do? Sometimes we act all shocked at the things people do. Well, no, that's just what they do. And uh, don't, don't, be, don't be surprised when Jesus starts calling people that do stuff that you don't think they should do. Fishers fish. That's what they do. And he said unto them, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other guys, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. And they were in a ship with their dad, mending the nets. And he called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. Luke 22, verse 31 through 34. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. And he said, I tell you, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before you shall uh, thrice deny that you even know me. John 21. I know this is more Bible than some of you guys have read in a month. <laughs> After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon, Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel of Cana, the sons of Zebedee, and two other guys. Simon Peter said, I go a fishing. And they said, us too. They went and entered a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples didn't know it was Jesus. And he said, do you have any meat? And they said, nope. Cast your net on the right side, and you shall, uh, uh, and you shall find. And they cast, therefore, and now... They were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved. Don't you love the way John writes about himself? You got Peter. You got the sons of Zebedee and the one he loves. Hmm. What verse am I at? Seven. Uh, the disciple whom Jesus loves said, Peter, it's the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that, he got dressed for he was naked. That's called fishing hard right there. Man, you know you're fishing hard when you butt naked out in a boat. But he got dressed, and he jumped into the sea. <laughs> and the others came in a little boat, dragging the net with fishes. And they got to land and saw the fire of the fish and the bread. And Jesus said, bring your fish. And so Peter went and drew up the net, and it's full of great fishes, 153 great fishes for there were so many. Yet the net was not broken. Say, the net was not broken. This is not my message, but I have a word for somebody. About all the different times, you almost had a breakthrough. You almost, you almost had a healing. You almost, you almost had a blessing. Your net's not going to break this time. I said, your net's not going to break this time. You, you, you're not going to get close. You're going to get it. The devil's a liar. Your net will not break. Come on, somebody, give Jesus a hand. Thank him. My net's not breaking. 
Then Jesus said, verse 12, then Jesus said, come and dine. And, and nobody even had to ask, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. And Jesus came, 13, gave him bread and fish. 14, this was the third time he'd shown himself to his disciples after he was risen from the dead. And after they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he said, yes, Lord, you know that I love thee. And he said to him, feed my lambs. I want to look one more time at John 21, verse 3, where Simon Peter said, I go a fishing. And they went forth and entered into a ship immediately. All of them did. And that night they caught nothing. They caught nothing. Uh, I was reading an article. and uh, had to go back a little bit to find it. But it's USA Today talking about uh, post-traumatic stress disorders. And it's just the difficulty that's related to trauma in life, the loss of emotional equilibrium. And, and, you know, things happen and people become fearful and unbalanced, unstable, you know, shaken up. You know, ever gone through something that, and it just shook you up? You know, and you were really shaken. And, and the article talked about the different types of reaction. Everybody reacts a little bit differently. Some become very fearful. Some uh, just become very unbalanced. But uh, uh, matter of fact, you, you know, there's a thing called silent depressions where inside, uh, you know, there is no joy of life. There's no hope of life. On the outside, you fake it pretty good. Um, secret uh, suicidal thoughts. You know, that come after, after, a, after, after a real traumatic experience. Uh, some people go on binges. Uh, it could be a drinking binge or an or, or a eating binge. Uh, it's really, really hard for Christians, especially because uh, the, uh, of the embarrassment that comes because, you know, we're not ever supposed to, uh, uh, you know, take very long to recuperate from anything in life, that, anything traumatic that happens. We're, we're supposed to put on you know, uh, and the thought, the, thought, the thought process that a lot of believers deal with is the thought that they've let God down because they are recuperating too slowly. And I, I just want you to know um, that's a lie from the pit. Okay, it's just a lie. But uh, what happens is that when we lose something we're, we're standing on, something we're clinging to, something we're hoping in, and, and, and it's gone. It'd be kind of like, you know, if I was walking across the platform and, and my knee went out and I started to go down, the very first reaction would be to, to, to reach out to grab something to stabilize myself, right? To, to just get a hold of something. It doesn't make any difference what it is. I mean, you know, it'd be like, you know, leaning back in the office chair and it goes and you reach for something and you grab the curtains. Well, they're probably not going to help. You know what I mean? Uh, and what happens is you end up using something for a purpose that it was not intended for. Uh, but and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It could be a great thing when it's used for what it was intended for. But when you try to use it for what you need, all of a sudden it, it can't produce what you need. And so now that thing becomes perverted. It's actually abuse, abnormal use. The two words put together to make abuse. You end up abusing things. I remember back in the day, and some of you guys can remember. Uh, remember, the, remember the TV when we had the like the rabbit ears, and, and you'd go to the kitchen and pull out a butter knife to use for a screwdriver to hook up the antenna. Huh? How many of you guys can remember that? You're old. Okay, but uh, I actually knew nothing about it, but Craig told me before service. Uh, <laughs> but you end up you end up using the thing you, you reach for something because your mind's trying to cope with the trauma by normalizing the environment and you reach out for that which is familiar L look at the screen this this might help 
I have banana peel on the ground. I'm going to see if it's really slippery like it is in the cartoons. I'm a little scared. It is slippery. I thought it would be like really bad. Oh, I'm disappointed. It's really like not that. I don't know if you caught that, but he grabbed the water cup. It didn't help. Okay. And a lot of things that you reach for, you know what's sad is you laughing at that poor guy. He's still in traction. Okay. <laughs> you, you know, and, and, and what happens, you go through life, and, and you take the slip, and you reach, but it, it ain't helping, right? It ain't helping. Look at somebody say, it ain't helping. And, and the other thing that we do is, is we have a tendency to go back, you know, you step back in life. You know, they were talking about e events like, you know, earthquakes in India and, and uh, Katrina. It's amazing how many people, after Katrina, how many people packed up and moved back to where they were at before they, they lived there. And, and we end up going back to things that, uh, and again, it's not always sin, you know, in the way that we think of sin. But, but we, go, we go back. And uh, the way... You know, to, to, to grow in God, man, you don't go back. Because it, it, it's going back to things, again, it might not be a bad thing. Uh, and, and Christians have this really weird mindset. It's like, if you can find a thou shalt not, then don't do that. But if there isn't a thou shalt not, if it's legal, if it, if, as long as it's not immoral, you know, we tell ourselves, this ain't going to hurt nobody. And it's like, hey, how close to the edge can I live? I think I, think I got this. I got size 13 feet. I get out here. If I take a dive, catch me. I don't care how many times you died the other night. I'll kill you right now if you don't. <laughs> you know, and, and we get out on the edge, but that's not the way the Bible teaches a believer to live. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, matter of fact, the Bible, the Bible says that uh, we're supposed to live as the wise, not the unwise. So the question isn't, will I go to hell if I do this? The question is, is this the wise thing to do for me? Because, you know, the unwise do all kinds of stuff that ain't illegal. It's just dumb. Be careful. The guy sitting next to you is one of them. <laughs> don't, don't look. Dear God. You know, a lot of times God has led us out of things, but because of trauma, we end up right back in it. Because it didn't go the way we thought it would, you know. And that's, that's, that's what's happening here with Peter when, when you know, he, he, he's out there, you know, fishing. One day Jesus comes and he says, follow me. And, and uh, uh, he, he drops everything and he goes. But now, now, now he's, I, I'm going back to what I'm familiar with. I, I go a fishing. How many know fishing is not a sin? Unless... It's an issue. 
that you go back to. See, it was kind of an issue that he had struggled with his entire life, even after following Christ. And, and to be honest, uh, to, to be honest, and, and last night as I was sharing this, I suddenly realized that there aren't very many honest people in church. But remember, some of you guys, do you remember when you got saved? You know, and, and, and I love to hear those testimonies, you know, that when, when they got saved and that, you know, they were a big drinker, they were, had a drug problem, and instantly, instantly God, God delivered them, and they've never had that desire again. They never touched that stuff. You know, listen to, to, to Glenn, and he'll, he'll tell you uh, that, you know, uh, uh, Glenn Stephan, he'll tell you that before getting born again, he was always in the bars, but, that, man, the day he got saved, boom, that was over. Never had another desire. You know, and, and all of us, we, we had things that just instantaneous freedom occurred. And then there's those other things that weren't so instant. There's like three honest people over here. Anybody over here know what I'm talking about? Or, or are you the reason we're having this service today? You are the one. And, and hey, we all have stuff, don't we? Come on, you know, I hate to burst your little bubble, but dude, I got some issues. Do not honk at me. Okay? I'll get out the car and deal with you. And I don't know where it comes from. You know, and you struggle with it. You struggle with certain things. And, and you find yourself, you know, reverting back to stuff. And, and it's, you know, and it ain't always bad stuff. It's not like they're going to, you know, spring a test and you're going to, he's unclean today. But, but you would be if they could test you. God, it's like there's no, man, we're going to have an altar call for liars today. <laughs> you know, here's the deal is you can't get healed if you can't get real. If you can't see your bondage, you'll never see your freedom. And, you know, Peter, he, he was an effective businessman. He wasn't real smart, wasn't educated, but he was an effective entrepreneur and he had he had ships and he had boats and jesus said you know hey follow me i'm gonna make you fishers of men and think about it he, he said i'm gonna take you out of the element you're familiar with and i'm gonna lead you into an element and an environment that demands that you receive training i'm gonna make you into something that you're not so you're gonna follow me and let me just tell you something about this when when, when god calls you out he doesn't seek your opinion on how he intends to use you. He don't care, you know, because, you know, I'd like to think that God would only have you do things that you really, really like. But the problem is, is that when expectation collides with reality, the door to disappointment swings open. And, and, and a lot of times... You know, uh, you know, you keep telling us who you are, but the Word keeps telling us who you're called to be. See, and when, when He called you, it, it wasn't to leave you, but it was to lead you. And so, you know, He calls you to be something quite often that you think you could, I can't do that. That's perfect. I could never succeed at that. Awesome. Because God doesn't lead you into battles you could win. And he doesn't lead you into problems you could solve. And he doesn't lead you into situations you can afford. He's calling you. And, and, and it's just follow me. 
And today, if you're going to be a Christ follower, if you're going to be successful, just follow him. You know, don't, don't follow the job. Don't follow the career. Don't follow the money. Don't follow the calling. Follow Jesus. Just, let's just follow just one step after another step. And let's, fo- let's be followers of Christ. Huh? Look at somebody. Tell them it's time for you to just take another step. Think about it. Jesus calling Peter. Not a great choice. Don't you think it's weird that Jesus is establishing the New Testament church? And he didn't call one preacher. But Peter? I mean, Peter's mouthy. He's dangerous. He'll cut you. Huh? He'll grab a sword and whack your ear off. He doesn't follow rules very good. He, 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 he's, he's, got, he's got some issues. Hello, somebody. He cussed. Peter's a cusser. Say, uh-oh, okay. And, and yet there's a call on his life. See, and a lot of times you're thinking, oh, man, there's a better choice down the street. God's calling you. And he's going to use you. But the reality is, is there's probably some obstacles that stand between you and the purpose for which you've been called. There's probably some stuff that, that, that you've got to, to deal with. And, and, and the deal is, is a lot of times when we think the devil's messing, no, God's messing with you. And he's getting you in a place where he can get you out of your comfort zone and away from what you enjoy to fulfill his purpose. The deal is, is there's no devil in hell that can stop you from fulfilling the purpose for which he created you. He said, before I formed you, I knew you. I didn't start working on you until I knew the purpose. And then I I made you different from everybody else. I sanctified you. And then I, 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 I ordained you or I gave you the ability to succeed at the very thing for which I created you. And let me, let me just tell you something. God protects what he intends to use. I said God protects what he intends to use. If you ever win the argument with God, I don't want to do that, then you don't need his protection anymore. If you think you got here because you're good, you're good, but you ain't that good. You got here because he's kept you. He's protected you. When you were being your stupid self, he was guarding you. You know, a lot of you guys, you you shouldn't be able to sit here free. You should be in jail. Huh? You you know, a lot of you, you, you shouldn't be able to inhale and exhale. You should be dead. But he kept you. Oh, come on, somebody. I mean, right about now, you ought to just be thanking him. He kept you. He kept me. He kept me. Think about it. Think about it. He kept me when I was weak. And he kept me when I was strong. He kept me when I was right. And he kept me when I was wrong. He kept me. The fact that I can stand here today is to tell you that God has a purpose for my life and for your life. 
and you didn't just wander out of bed this morning. No, he has guided you. He has guarded you. He has empowered you. He has strengthened you. He has hope for you. He has plans for you. He has a future for you. There's something out there in front that he's drawing you to. You don't get to do everything you want. You know, the American church, what a bunch of sissies. We all think it's about what we want. If we don't like it, it's not God. If we like it, though, there has to be Jesus. If it feels good, it's anointed. You do realize that nobody sets a rat trap without cheese. So some of the stuff that you like could potentially kill you. Some of the stuff that feels good, <laughs> it's a trap. Hello? I said it's a trap. It's a trap. Touch somebody. They ain't hear me. Touch them. Tell them. It's a trap. There's people in the room right now that you're moving towards stuff, and it's a trap. You're doing everything you can to get yourself over there. It's a trap. It ain't got nothing to do with your purpose. Get away from it. Hello, somebody. Sometimes you just got to say no. Hello, somebody. Things look good. So what? Nope. But I need it. That's how I feel about them donuts right now. I need me a donut. It's a trap. Okay. You... Scubulon. We got a devil to fight. And how many of you know your devil, he ain't playing with you. He ain't trying to tempt you. He ain't trying to tease you. He's trying to take you. Remember Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you. He ain't wanting to play with you. He wanting to own your bad self. Ain't nobody in the room that the devil wouldn't just love to have you. Hello, somebody. He, I said he, he wants to ha You got a devil to fight. Your, your job is to demonstrate his defeat, not be tricked in by him. Your job is, is to figure out how to humiliate hell, not how to get along with it. See, a lot of times, it meant, and, and this Christian church thing, we, we're always trying to get along with hell. Hey, dude, there's going to come a point where, where you know what, uh, you're going to have to choose you this day whom you're going to serve. But as for me and my house, we going with him. Well, well, I think, see, that's your problem. Is you don't have enough word to change the way you think. But you still think you think right. Hallelujah. I wish I could see my notes without my glasses. And I got to stay on track or I'm going to get on one of these things and run it out there and then the donuts are going to be overdone. Because I got a devil to fight. The, the, you know what? That devil that desires to have you, he knows your weak spot. Huh? <laughs> he knows if you like powdered sugar or cinnamon. You know, he, he knows what you like. If you like boys, he ain't sending no girl. If you like girls, he ain't sending no boy. 
He knows, he knows the size you like, the shape you like, the year model you're into. He knows it all. And he's trying to get you so he can sift you like wheat. See, to sift is to cause to separate, to, 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 to by force cause to come apart. See, there are some things in life, it ain't even sin. It's not, it's not even a thou shalt not. But, but what it is, is it's something you can't handle. See, and, and I know that goes against your ego, so your ego going to hurt you. Because, because you think, oh, I got this, and the devil's going, yeah, you got this, all right. I'm going to kill you with it. And you grab a relationship you can't handle. Or you get some money you can't handle. Or you get a position that you can't handle. Or you get an opportunity that you can't handle. And, and all you got to do is get you in that spot. Opportunity is one of the greatest tools of the enemy that he uses against little believers because we're stupid. We think that every opportunity is God sent. No, an opportunity is an easy way to get you to miss destiny. Enemy, he's desired to, 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 to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. That's why, you know, listen, honestly, that's why, that's why I come to church. Because I, I need to hear from God. I'll ride the shuttle bus. I don't care. I'll, I'll walk if the sucker breaks down. I'll get here. Why? Because I need to hear a word from God. Because it's too easy. It's too easy to get taken out by something I thought I could handle. Think about some of you guys. Every time you get close to a breakthrough, the enemy knows what, what he, he knows what pushes your buttons. You, know, you get close to your breakthrough and your kids call back. We're moving back home. Well, that'll never happen. They send you a text. I slipped up, Mama. Mama's on crack now, too. <laughs> Devil knows your stuff. Jesus said, but I have prayed for you. See, that's why you're still here. Because he's always interceding. He said, I have prayed for you. And, and, and think about it. I prayed for you that your faith fail not. He didn't pray that you don't fail. He said, I'm praying that your faith doesn't fail. Let me tell you about the fight. The fight is about your faith. I'm praying that your faith fail not. Where's that faith come from? Faith comes by hearing, hearing from the word. He said, man, I'm praying that, he said, I already know you're going to fail. You're going to deny me three times before the stupid cock crows. But I'm praying that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, that's the shouting line, when you are converted, there's a win in your mess. There's a win in your situation. There's a win in your battle. There's a win in your struggle. There's a win in, in your situation. It's not an if. It's a win. He didn't say if you make it. He said when you are converted. When you make it through. When you get through this. When, when, when you stand up and get your backbone. When, hey. Converted. He's not talking to a sinner. He's talking to a guy that's in process of being changed from what he was to what he's called to be. 
And he said, and guess what? We're going to get there. We're going to get there. And when you're converted, strengthen your brethren. Oh, the fight's not about Pete. It's about the, the lives that he's going to influence. See, Pete's going to be the voice of God. Pete's going to be the preacher. Pete's going to pastor the early church. Pete's, Pete's on his way up. We got crazy Pete going to lead the church. But what I got to do is get you out of that boat. See, Pete followed Jesus, but he never got rid of the boat. He, he, he kept the boat, you know, just in case. You know, just in case this Jesus thing don't work. You know, hello? I know what you're thinking. Don't rock the boat. I got my boat. Abraham had Lot. What's your boat? How do you spell relief? What do you go back to when life gets hard? What do you reach for when life shakes you up? When you begin to feel the pieces falling apart, where do you go? What's your boat? What's your boat? Man, Peter, let me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You know, this is right after resurrection. And, and, and let me tell you something. This journey of following Jesus, sometimes, sometimes it gets bad. There are moments when it gets bad. I mean, Pete's following Jesus, and man, he's in the, he's in the, he's in the, in that inner clique, you know, and it's awesome. And, 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 and crowds are following. That's cool. And 5,000 people have been fed, you know, 5,000 men plus women and children. This is awesome. And, 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 and Jesus is telling them the future, and Pete steps up and says, no, 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 no. No, we're going to erect some temple. We're going we're gonna to take this sucker by storm. And Jesus says, shut up, Satan. It got bad, because I tell you what, he got a little bit offended there. He kept following, but the Bible says from afar. And there, there started a little separation there. And Pete's a fighter, remember? And, and when they come and they take Jesus and they, and they take him to court, and it's a system that does not allow Pete to have a voice. It starts getting bad. And he's watching Jesus get prosecuted. And then he watches him beat him till his entrails fall out. And he watches him pluck his beard out. And there's nothing he can do about it. And it's getting bad. And then they take him up and they nail him on a tree. And they lift him up in the air. And all of a sudden, the, the future that he saw, the, uh, the, you know, the position that he thought he was moving into, the direction he thought everything was going, it was over. And it got bad for Pete. Yeah, but he resurrected. Yeah, and if you talked about it, you're on a hit list and they're going to take you out. It got bad. And so he did what anybody who goes through a traumatic experience does. He went fishing. He went back to his boat. Don't you think it's weird that every time Pete's in trouble, there's a boat involved? In the middle of the night, and the storm comes up, and he, he even gets to the point, he questions God's love for him, and he's trying to wake up, Jesus, don't you care that we're perishing? I don't think he was worried about the crew. I think he was worried about his boat. My boat's sinking. Jesus is out walking on the water, and another time, you know, we just talked about it not too long ago, walking on the water. If it's you, bid me to come. And Jesus is like, I've been trying to get you out of that boat for years. Get out here. And now here he is on his boat, naked. Trying to make what used to work, work again. He's had some hard nights, but nothing like that one trying to show the guys we got this and they caught nothing 
Sometimes you go back and you find out that God himself has closed the door. And no man can open it. He's working so hard. You know, in the text there it says that they weren't that far from the shore, but he's working so hard that he don't even recognize Jesus on the shore. Some of you are working so hard, you don't recognize the guy who called you. He's just right there. But you got the dude, the one that Jesus loved. You got the lover. See, the fighter, he's working hard. The lover, he's probably sitting on the boat thinking, I'm just here for the ride. But by the way, AP, see Jesus over there? See Jesus? And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, a, a realization. Man, I'm where I'm comfortable, but he's who I'm following. This is familiar. That's effective. He gets back to Jesus. They pull in their fish. They have dinner with Jesus. And then Jesus asked that familiar question. Do you love me more than these? I don't, think, I don't think Jesus was asking him, do you love me more than the other disciples? I think he's standing there. We got your fish. We got the bread. We got your boat. Do you love me more than these? The thing you go back to, do you love him more? The thing he's brought you out of, do you love him more? Pete says, Lord, you know I do. Feed my lambs. See this fight that you're in? It's bigger than you. This warfare that you're up against? It's bigger than you. But the one thing every believer has finally got to come to is that no matter what happens, I won't go back. I'm not going back. I'm not going to revisit the past. God's all about my future. And he's calling me. One way or another, I'm going to get to the place where Jesus is. Because he's the one I follow. I want you to close your book and bow your head. We're going to pray together. Some of you are in here, and you know what? You realize, my Lord, I have my boat. I have this thing I haven't given up. I have this thing I keep going back to. I have this thing that's it's actually hurting me, not helping me. And, and today I'm going to make a decision to follow Jesus. I'm not going back anymore. I'm not going to get pulled back into, into that stuff that can't help me. I'm going to get to the place where I'm standing right next to Jesus. So I'm going to make this prayer that we're all going to pray. and We won't embarrass anybody. won't call you out. won't have you stand. But if you're here today and you say, you know what? I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. And today, I decide today, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. And if that's you, while nobody's looking around, I just want you to hold your hand up so I can agree with you in prayer. Thank you. 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 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You can put them down. Anybody else? Yeah, today I'm making, I'm making a decision. I've been separated from Jesus. Life has separated me. I've been sifted a little bit. But I got a win in my future. I got a win today. Today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let a little bit of that conversion take place today. Make this your prayer. I want everybody in here, just pray this. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, I'm going to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for vision. Thank you for strength. Thank you for salvation. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give him one more hand clap. Thank him today. Come on.